The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. You know, I am a year and whatever, a few weeks into this, still can't get an intro on the first try. I still take like four or five times before I feel like I say hello correctly. So in case you thought I was improving at this, uh, I'm not. First of all, I just want to say thanks for the response about last week's episode. I did 20 things that I learned in my first year podcasting, and I feel like I got a really good response. And it was probably one of my scarier episodes to release because whenever I do like advice or anything, that's when the imposter syndrome really sets in because sometimes I don't take my own advice. So I get really worried that I'm being a hypocrite if I like tell you guys what I think that we should all do if I'm not doing it. I don't know if that sentence made sense. But you know, I like wanted to tell you all that you aren't fat and you look amazing and you're good at what you do. And then sometimes I don't believe that about myself. So it's hard, but I just wanted to do an advice for us all. And I just really appreciate all the all the kind words and the kind response. So before we begin our love hate segment, remember to subscribe, rate, review if you haven't yet. And also post on Instagram if you listen to the episode and tag me. But let's get into our love hate. First thing on my love list, I got a tattoo. I got my very first tattoo. And I have been wanting a tattoo since I was probably like 15. I've always told my mom like, Kate, just so you know, it's going to happen one day. I don't know when it's going to happen. And then when I married somebody who I knew would be cool with tattoos, I was like, okay, it's really going to happen. It's really going to happen. I was always saying that. And then every time I think Matt and I talked about this in our episode that we've, or like one of the episodes that we've done together, he's like, you always back out. I'm like, I know I'm, I'm way too scared, but I did it impulsively, which I realize is the key. The key is to do it impulsively. (laughs) Maybe not the correct decision, but it's how you get it done. And I found this wonderfully talented tattoo artist. Her name is Clancy. Hi, Clancy, if you're listening. And she got us in really quickly and we did it. We got little matchsticks on our arm. My brother Tyson drew them. So my brother Tyson is, he's an artist. He he actually has a really cool job. He works for Riot Studios. They do like League of Legends. He does, he does animation for video games essentially. So I wanted my first tattoo to be drawn by him. And so we did a little matchstick because do you guys remember when we said we wanted to get let's get matching tattoos? So I was like, funny, let's get a match because then they'll match get it and did I make a mistake getting a tattoo that is tied to a pun joke maybe I might be sick of this in like five years when I have to explain it to everybody but you know what it's done it's already done and here we are a lot of let me let me answer some of the questions that I got about it first one was did it hurt yep it hurt it was level 10 hurt but would I rather do this or get a piercing honestly this piercings for me because they the pain lasts longer like when you get a piercing in your what's it called? Like the top of your ear helix, outer helix. It's sore for like weeks. And this wasn't sore afterwards. Just the initial pain is 
probably worse than a piercing. I don't know. Matt did not handle the pain well. I did, obviously, because I'm amazing. Just kidding. It was it was really, really painful, but it was quick. It only took like 15 minutes. Matt's is bigger, so his took like 30. But And then the next question that I got asked a lot was, how did my parents react? <laughs> my parents were so, so, so unbelievably cool about it. I was really nervous. I kind of thought maybe I wouldn't tell them for like a week. But then, of course, I had to call my mom like right when we got home and she just laughed and she thought it was really funny. And then I told my dad and he did the same thing. I don't know why I thought they would be mad. I knew they wouldn't be mad. The reason we decided to get tattoos now, I feel like this last week or so for Matt and I, we've had like a lot of really good conversations. We've talked a lot about like our like it's almost been seven years to the day since we met. So we've just talked a lot about what led up to when we met and how we ended up together. And it was just, we both feel kind of like we're in a new chapter um, with work, with our relationship, with all of it. So it just felt like a really good time. And there was this weird feeling after we got the tattoo that I think both of us felt like this sense of independence. And, and I think especially as a woman, like you don't feel like you have autonomy a lot of the time, even over your own body. Like sometimes you just don't feel like it belongs to you. I don't know. Maybe that's not, I mean, I think it's universal. I don't know. It's definitely how I felt. But when I got the tattoo, I was like, oh, it really is like my own. Like I can do what I want and I am in charge of it and it belongs to me. I don't know. It was a very, it was a very cool experience. And also I really, I like our little matchstick. So there's my tattoo saga. Next thing I'm loving right now. Okay. I don't know if this is going to be helpful, but I'm just going to put it out there because I feel like it might be. So I, uh, I like to work out. Okay. That surprises a lot of people. Is it because of my physique? Maybe, but I genuinely really do like working out and exercising, but I always think I have to do it for like an hour and a half or it doesn't count. And I usually make it like between 12 and 24 minutes. So I decided to lower my goals. Is this a podcast where we talk about lowering your goals? It might be. So I decided to only hold myself to a 15-minute workout standard. So every morning, I just think, okay, all I need to do is move around for 15 minutes. It doesn't matter what it is, but then I'll actually complete my workout. And it's weird, the sense of accomplishment you get when you set a goal for yourself that is easily attainable, such as 15 minutes of movement, sometimes they're 10. But then I complete it. And it just really solidifies my confidence for the day. So that's my number two, 15 minute workouts. If you are struggling with going to the gym or getting hard workouts in, just lower those goals a little bit. Do as I do, lower those goals. <laughs> okay, and the third thing I'm loving, buttered noodles. Don't know what it is, but I want to eat these every minute of every day. Bow tie pasta, Parmesan cheese, butter, salt and pepper. Whoa. What? Find me a five-star restaurant with a dish as good as homemade buttered noodles. You can't do it. You cannot do it. It is my favorite food. All right, moving on to our hates. I always have more fun with the hates. Okay, first thing I'm hating lately, I don't know. You guys are going to have to give me some feedback on this because I'm just, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about meat. Not sure. Went to a buffet the other day, got very grossed out. Maybe might give up meat. I don't know. Is that, is it lame? Maybe. I just feel like I eat a lot of it. Like I eat quite a bit of it and every meal I ever have is like centered around it. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's time for a little switch up. Maybe I'm moving on from meat. Maybe we're going into a more veggie friendly, maybe, oh, maybe pescatarian. Maybe I'm a pescatarian. I don't know. But just meat was high on my list of things that were giving me the 
heebie-jeebies lately. I don't know if anybody else feels like that. I feel like people either really love meat more than anything or they're vegetarian. Like nobody's like on the fence about it. I might be on the fence about it. Story of my life. Next thing I hate. Next thing I hate. And if this isn't on everybody's hate list, honestly, it maybe has been on one of my hate lists in the past. Bryce Hall and every other TikTok star literally ever. I don't know what it is about them, but they're all turning into boxers. They all give me the biggest ick. Like when I see Bryce Hall's TikToks, oh my gosh. I bet Addison Ray is so happy that he is so embarrassing because I bet he was so easy to get over. I bet she just flew right past that relationship, hopefully. I mean, that's what I hope for her because she's very cute. And, you know, she's maybe not my cup of tea, but I think she's a lovely, a lovely lady and way better than Bryce Hall. And I don't even know the other guy's names. I think there's a Josh. There's Noah Beck. I'm sure there's like a Cody and a Jace and like a Braxton. I don't know. That was, I don't know what name just came out, but that's kind of what I feel like they're named. Okay. And the third thing I'm hating, bad restaurant vibes. Hear me out. Matt and I went out to dinner twice this week. Both times we walked into the restaurant, we told them our name and we just got weird feelings from the restaurant and we left, which normally I wouldn't leave after we've like checked in. We didn't like order food and then leave. Don't worry. It was before all of that. But sometimes I just don't get good energy from it, from the restaurant. And I just want to leave. One in particular had like pictures on the wall that were made of like they had they were like canvas but they're the canvas that's like stretched over like a wooden frame it was like a stock photo of Paris like definitely from Hobby Lobby and I don't know gave me weird energy and I'm just here to tell you that life is too short to sit in restaurants they give you weird vibes so that's my hate list and my love list now let's talk about today's episode it's kind of a fun one. It's actually really fun. But I always get excited about my topics just because I love to talk to you guys about literally everything. But we are doing a 10-year commemoration of my high school graduation. So I I graduated high school in 2011. So we're in year 10. And I just felt like we should do a throwback and talk about horrible trends and horrible cringe things that we did all through high school. I honestly don't even know if the list would be possible to make because just I was I was cringe I'm cringing at myself left and right thinking about everything that I did in high school. Also, can we talk about high school reunions? Who who whose idea was that? Can you believe that somebody was like, "Yeah, you know how everybody's like really insecure and vulnerable in high school? How about we relive that every 5 years?" Doesn't that sound fun? Like how about we just put them back into a room with all of the people who their trauma bonded to from their high school career. So let's talk about 2011. Let's talk about what was popular then just to set the scene. Let me tell you what songs were popular then. Okay, here are the top songs of the year 2011. Party Rock Anthem. How did we let that how did we let that sneak in there? That was like the number one song of the entire year. No wonder everybody thinks we're just big old chugs because we made Party Rock Anthem popular and that was a mistake. Rolling in the Deep by Adele, still a banger. Firework by Katy Perry, still a banger. Give Me Everything. I think that's Neo and Pitbull. Oh, I used to go so hard to that at, you know, like dance parties, G-rated dance parties. Grenade by Bruno Mars. Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. Moves Like Jagger by Maroon 5. Another one. How'd that sneak on there? Moves Like Jagger is horrible. It's like the, it's not a bop. Not a bop. Let's talk about the 10 
most popular movies of 2011. Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 2. I can't believe that's been 10 years since that came out. Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon, Shia LaBeouf, was hot then. Think he's a creep now. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. I don't even know what number that is. I think that might be four or three. Kung Fu Panda 2, Breaking Dawn Part 1, aka my favorite hate watch of all time. Fast Five. I love the Fast and Furious movies. I really do. I watch them willingly whenever. The Hangover Part 2. And then the last three are The Smurfs, Cars 2, and Rio. So there's our top movies. All right. Now I want to talk about the fashion that was popular in 2011. And some of these are coming back, like Hair Feathers. Those are definitely coming back. Lacy camisoles. My go-to, okay, I shouldn't say my go-to outfit because I was never brave enough to wear it. The outfit that I thought was the absolute cutest that I was always really jealous of other girls wearing, they would wear like the camisole with the lace trim on the bottom. And then they would wear two polos, not one polo, two polos with contrasting, contrasting, contrasting colors, like a pink and a blue. Hollister always, of course. I haven't fit in a Hollister since I came out of the womb, but they would wear the white lace and then the pink polo and then the blue polo and then the collars would be popped and they'd be layered. Oh, I couldn't believe how cool those girls were. Oh man, it's hard. It's hard for me to remember how jealous I was of them. My go-to outfit was flare mech, I don't know if it's mech or M-E-K, jeans embellished. The bottom of my jeans were so tattered because I thought it was so cute to walk on them. What the hell were we thinking. The trends that we thought were cool are so confusing to me now. I thought nothing was cuter than jeans that were ripped around the bottom and chipped black nail polish. Those were like 10 out of 10 in my book. I also wore a lot of lace-up vans and v-necks from the five pack that you would get at Walmart for like men's undershirts. Man, I would wear those if it was a B-day and a Friday and a home game. I was wearing my white v-neck, my mech jeans, and my red lace-up vans. That's what I was wearing. Another thing that was very popular, neon jeans, as well as embellished jeans. Of course, we know that. Anything from Buckle. Buckle desperately needs a rebrand. I mean, I don't know how they're still afloat, but they got to change their logo. They need to change their like country Western theme, I think is what it is. (laughs) The next thing is teasing your hair or like pompadours. We used to call it ratting your hair. I don't know if people still call it that, but all of my friends rat their hair heavily until like late, until probably like five years ago. The next thing, boho headbands. So like the headbands that you would wear around your forehead. Man, those were so cool. Stick straight hair. Thank you to that 2011 trend for still ruining my life to this day. I wish I could tell 15-year-old Maddie, just put the put the straightener down. I used to shower every single day, wash my hair every single day, blow dry, straighten, and then sometimes curl on top of that. If I curled my hair, I'd have to sh- I would have to straighten it first and then curl it. Oh my gosh. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, 15-year-old Maddie. We're still working on that. Tribal print. Can't believe we got away with that. Skull print. That made me feel so edgy. And also, can we talk about the chokehold of Bath and Body Works and also Victoria's Secret? I was elated. The first time I got my first pair of pink sweatpants that said pink on the butt, I was on top of the world. I thought I was the hottest thing to ever exist. Same with like when I would buy their perfumes. Do you remember them? They were in the square bottle and they were plastic and they had like a blue lid. That was my scent. And then my, that was like my special occasion scent. But then my everyday scent was definitely Sweet Pea from Bath and Body Works. And it still gives me like a major response when I see or smell it. 
Also shorts with tights and or short skirts with leggings. That's a problem. But I actually think that is another one that's coming back and you can go ahead and count me out of that one. So now we have the scene set. We're all back in 2011. I feel like this could probably apply for like 2008 to 2014 if you were in high school during any of those years. But I'm like digging back into the archives of my brain because I'm pretty sure I blocked out like 75% of high school because I just am, I mean, hopefully everybody feels this way. I'm so different than I was. And so I don't like thinking about what I was like then. But I, yeah, like I said earlier, I graduated 10 years ago and I had a pretty like pleasant high school experience. I mean, I had like drama with girlfriends and like, don't invite her. She's bugging me or like whatever. I didn't have anything super traumatic happen probably because nobody would date me and nobody no boys liked me so that's that probably saved me from a lot of trauma I don't know why boys didn't date me I had a severe case of pick me girl syndrome like I really wanted to be the cool girl like the one who was like friends with all the guys and like I just love the Super Bowl oh it's so embarrassing I can't believe I'm making a whole podcast episode about this because it is so 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 embarrassing but probably the biggest difference between then and now and again I hope most people feel this way I'm so different and I thought I knew everything then I really thought that my life would not change very much I thought that after high school I would stay really close with everybody I went to high school with I would marry somebody I went to high school with I really thought that that's how it was going to go but now here we are 10 years later and I Kylie my best friend is really my only close girlfriend from high school I my other high school friends and I have not stayed close throughout the years which is obviously totally fine they don't reach out to me I don't reach out to them so nobody's a fault here I just really thought that my life was going to exist in the microcosm of high school forever and ever and ever. And I'm really glad it didn't. But also, my mom and I talk about all the time, how do you get high school kids to see that while they're still in high school? Because my mom would tell me that all the time. She'd be like, your life is bigger than high school. And I'd be like, "Mm, I, I see you, I hear you, but like, it's not. Like, high school is my life. And I really don't know what anybody could have said to me to convince me that wasn't true. So I don't really have any advice for those of you with high school kids. I was anchored to something that I was really unwilling to evolve out of. And then when I kind of broke those chains, I was able to get out of my high school mindset. I don't really like doing things that make me feel like I'm in high school again. I don't know. I just, I think that's kind of why I lost touch with people from high school because I felt like I had grown and changed. And then when we would reconnect, I would feel like I was in high school again and I didn't, didn't love that for me. So I asked you guys, what were some of the cringe things you did in high school? And I will start, I will tell you some of the most cringe things I ever did. First of all, just everything I pretended to like so that people would think I was a certain way. The amount of times I Googled Radiohead lyrics so I could put them as my Facebook status, uh, Um, Facebook statuses in general were super cringe. Probably my number one most cringe was that I was in love with Noah Puckerman from Glee, who, in case you are not up to speed, had several horrifying run-ins with the law after he was done performing on Glee. And now that is just etched into eternity that I thought that that guy was hot. And now he is where he is. I actually think he is no longer living. So that was that one did not age well, but I just pretended to like so many things, sports, uh, certain music, certain activities. And I just I wish I didn't do that, but it did it did help me find myself eventually. Another really cringe thing that I did, this is probably my most embarrassing moment from high school, is 
during football season, all of us would like ask a guy if we could wear his jersey like to the game. Like, you know, you ask the guy that you like and then it's like cute. So our high school had like a home and away jerseys. I guess that's probably normal. Most football teams do. So when it was a home game, we would wear the away jerseys and vice versa. So I asked this kid who I was in love with if I could wear his jersey. He gave me a jersey and it was the wrong color. And I was like, okay, weird. He was like, no, it's fine. I I had an extra. That's what he said to me. He's like, I had an extra. I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but sweet. So he gave it to me and I showed up to the game and another girl had his jersey on and we had to sit next to each other with the same guy's jersey on. And, you know, when you're 16, it's really hard to recover from that. And I I mean, now I'm talking about it and I, I maybe don't think I have yet. I haven't. I mean, I really like the girl now. I think the guy turned out fine. He's probably married with like 100 kids. That was a bad, that was an embarrassing moment. I also, back to going back to Facebook statuses and music lyrics, I meant to say this before. I used to put the most embarrassing BS, BC, bull crap as my statuses. When I was 14, that's one four, 14, I was a sophomore in high school. I posted on my Facebook status. I'm reading it right now. I took pictures of all of them. Never been so lost. Never been so happy. I was 14. What? Why did I think I was lost? What? I had never left the state. I'd probably gone to like Florida twice. And I thought that I was on a major journey of self-exploration. I'm not proud of that. Some other ones that I had. Oh, man, let me find them. Oh, how about this one? If senioritis is deadly, consider me on my deathbed. I thought that was the funniest joke ever written. I really did. I thought that I had just hit an absolute banger. If senioritis is deadly, consider me on my deathbed. All right, how about this next status that I posted? All I posted was 108 degrees. Do you want to know why I posted that? Because it's Jacob Black's body temperature. You guys made me feel weird about the the way I say temperature temperature, temperature, 108 degrees. I made a custom t-shirt to wear to the Twilight premieres that said Team Jacob. I stand by that to this day, by the way. Matt is Team Edward, but we don't let it come between us. Another one I had. Oh my gosh. I was, let's see, I was 15 when I posted this. Look famous, be legendary. Who gave me the right? Who gave me the right? All right. Next thing on the agenda is that you guys told me a bunch of cringe things you did in high school so we can all giggle together. It's just, we are all bonded by the stupidity of ourselves in the early 2010s. So this is this is one of them. I pretended to like running so I could impress a boy and run past his house like a stalker. I still were running with my friends. The fact that we were in high school forcing ourselves to go running. I think I got a gym pass. I remember getting a gym pass before... I even turned 16 because I would always need a ride with one of my friends. Like my body wasn't even done growing. And I was drinking pre-workout and working out really hard and forcing myself to do extreme cardio, which is just insane to me. It's just insane to me. All right. The next thing I emailed the poem she reads in 10 things I hate about you to a boy email, email, the amount of emails that I sent confessing my love. I'm not proud of it. I wore a white collared shirt under everything because I was quirky. I remember this girl. 
I remember this girl. I mean, not this exact girl who said this, but everybody has like a brand of that girl. And I feel like everybody also had a girl who wore Cookie Monster pajamas. Did you guys have one of those? We definitely did. All right. The next one. I burned a CD of You're Not Sorry by Taylor Swift and gave it to a boy. Well, first of all, You're Not Sorry is an absolute smash hit. But I, too, would type up T-Swift lyrics to send to boys. Yes, you heard me correctly. I would type them up, not copy and paste. We didn't have that then. We did not have that then. I would have to T9 predictive text lyrics to Taylor Swift songs. That's what I would do. Next one. She says she derfed openly and aggressively on a couch while our friends sat on the rest of it. Am I about to give you guys a lesson on what derfing is? I don't know if this was just a thing where I grew up or if it is everywhere. I guess most people call it by a different name. We always called it defing, which is atrocious. It actually makes my butthole pucker when I say that word because it is so awful. A lot of people call it derf. Either way, it means dry humping or we used to say like DFing, you know, like, you know, you can probably figure out what that means. Defing, derfing, DHing. It's just, it's a lot. And I feel like the aliens who watch us are probably watching high school kids do that and being like, they are confused. They're confused. Why are they doing that? Like, can you imagine being watched while you do that? It's so, it's so upsetting. Okay. How about this one? You guys, a lot of you guys pulled like really epic pranks. I never did anything, anything cool like that, except there was a girl at my high school who pooped on her ex-boyfriend's car which like power to you if you can relax yourself enough to poop there I can literally go to the bathroom in like four places on the planet so the fact that she hopped up there and really committed to that I just I mean when it happened I wasn't that impressed but now I'm impressed now I'm impressed that she did that all right some one of you put strawberry jam all over period pads and left them on a boy's doorstep after he crushed my heart that seems harmless. Harmless pranks, I like don't really care. I think I've said it before that I hate like mean pranks. Like I see videos all the time on TikTok of people who like cut their friend's hair when they're not looking or, oh, it's so mean. It's so mean. I had the worst. This was, okay, this was probably the worst thing that happened to me in high school. Now I now I can talk about this. Oh, I'm so, I'm so curious that anybody listening took part in this. Okay, so when I turned 16, I got a car for my 16th birthday because I was very lucky and I had amazing parents who did that for me. I did not deserve it and it was amazing. So they got me my first car, which was a little Jeep Liberty. And I was driving a group of boys around, one of which I had the biggest crush on, biggest crush on in the entire world. And we pulled into a cul-de-sac and he, the guy I liked, he opened the back door and I didn't know it was open. And so I put it in reverse, started backing up. I like like I was like hit the nose when I was backing up. Didn't know there was a car next to me. Pretty much took the entire car door off. So that was not great. So I was bawling. I had to tell the girl whose car I hit. It was this whole big thing. All I remember is that there was this really nice mom who came out, like one of the neighbor moms, and she was hugging me because I did not want to tell my parents. So I finally called and told my parents and they were out of town or something. And so I didn't go home right away. So I stayed and like hung out at this house with a bunch of people. And I came out to my car, which literally the door was almost off. It couldn't shut. And it was like hanging on by a thread. And I had been, my car got completely trashed. It was covered in like peanut butter, caramel, chocolate syrup. And then because my door was open, essentially it got all over the inside. And I know who did it. (laughs) Should I just, 
Should I just throw them under the bus so hard? No, I'm just kidding. I know who did it. And I actually really like all of the girls now. It's I'm willing to give anybody a second chance post high school. I think that we all deserve that. But it was the most devastating night of my whole life. I had just wrecked my brand new car. It was seriously two weeks after. I'm pretty sure like our high school football team lost that night. And so, you know, I took that really hard. And then somebody put chocolate syrup all over my car. So maybe that is where my aversion to pranks began because I just think it's mean. I think it's mean. But if you're leaving, if you're leaving period pads on somebody's porch, whatever. All right. Next one. She says, I used to pay boys if they got a home run. Hate that for me. I hate that for you too. And I also feel like I would have done the exact same thing, which I, again, not super proud of anything I did in high school. Next thing, she says that the most, <laughs> the most embarrassing thing she did was write fan fiction. You know, have I dabbled in some Harry Styles fan fiction? I have. I stumbled upon it on Tumblr. Okay. I didn't go searching for it, but I did. I did stumble upon it did I hate it? No, I didn't hate it. I wish I hated it. I really do. I wish I didn't like it when I read it. But it was this lovely story about me and Harry Styles <laughs> buying our first house together. We were painting the walls. It was really quite nice. I really enjoyed it. Okay, next cringe thing. She says that she performed Evanescence's Bring Me to Life solo at a school talent show. Oh, wow. Evanescence. I forgot about them. I didn't realize how emo all of us were. Like, I didn't realize that these songs that we listened to would evolve into what is now emo. Like Evanescence, Paramore, Blink-182. Oh, man, I loved them so much. All right, next cringe thing. She used to wear thongs and let them peek out of the top of my jeans when I sat so people thought I was cool and sexy. Do you guys remember when your friends started wearing thongs and bras? I probably should have been the first friend to wear a bra, but I was dead last because I decided to go the avoidant route with puberty. I decided to act like it didn't happen to me and it happened to everybody else. I remember in, I think it was junior high, the first time I saw a girl wearing a thong, I was like, I cannot believe she has let herself go. I cannot believe that she has fallen down that path of wearing a thong. I mean, I just think nobody should wear any underwear at all. All right, next up, she says that she dressed up to take the ACT. I am sure that I dressed up to take the ACT. The ACT, I feel like I did, I got a 26 on the ACT. Is that, I feel like that's pretty good. A lot of people changed political affiliations post high school, as did I. That's all I'll say about that. Some of you guys are kind of scary to talk about that stuff too. Somebody said that their binder cover was a shrine to Phantom of the Opera, which feels like an amazing decision. I feel like that is, that's a great choice. Somebody said they wore four watches on each arm, each set to different time zones. See, this is what I'm talking about. What were what was going on when we were 15, 16, 17 that we were like, yes, this is cool. This is funny. This is hip. <laughs> Somebody said that they told their choir class that their best friend was their piano. <laughs> I feel like my husband would say that. Okay, a very common one, a very common one that we all participated in in high school, hating our body. What were we thinking? We were actually children. We were children trying to like diet and work out. Oh my gosh, I just want to give us all a little hug and be like, you really don't need to do this. You just, you don't, you don't need to hate your body. Man, it's so hard to navigate that. And especially when you obsess over it in those like younger years, it's hard to let go of it as an adult. I mean, obviously, I still can't let go of it. If I could do high school over again, 
First of all, I would not feed myself all of that negative self-talk about how ugly and fat I was. That would have been out the window. But also I would have, I mean, done better in school. I asked Kylie what, how she would describe me in high school. And she said that I was smart, but I never tried it in class, which was true because I thought it was lame. I thought it was lame to be smart. And now I really, really regret that. Probably would have done drugs. I mean, I never, ever, ever touched any type of questionable substance in any capacity when I was in high school. Like I didn't even get near any of it. I went to a weird high school that had a massive, massive, massive substance abuse problem. And most people were on pain pills or like taking pain pills from their parents. I never did that. But then also we had a weird trend where people would drink NyQuil. I don't know why. I still don't know why. I don't even like taking NyQuil now. They were drinking it. We used to find, oh no, it wasn't NyQuil. It was a Robitussin. We would find like bottles of Robitussin, Robitussin all over the parking lot. And I was so, oh, I was so judgy. Even Kylie was like, you were judgy in high school because I would like cry for like the boys that were my friends that I knew were like either smoking weed or drinking Robitussin. I would like cry to them about how they were ruining their life. So yeah, if I can go back again, do, do more drugs, do any drugs really at all. And I would also like do really well in school. I'd probably like take a lot of AP classes. But I will say, I feel like several of my high school teachers are the reason that I am the way I am now because they made me feel smart and they made me feel capable. And I still look back with very fond memories of a lot of things about high school. But luckily, I think I am a better person now. I am. I was not a good friend to people. And I got that a lot in the answer to when I asked you guys what the most cringe thing was that you did. A lot of people were like, I wish I could say sorry to everybody that I judged in high school. And honestly, same. I just wish I would have been more open. I wish I would have made more friends. I wish I would have been more focused on that. But I, I totally get it because when you're in high school, there is no other thing that could possibly matter besides boys and being cool and hanging out with cool friends and going to football games and being skinny. Those were the coolest things you could ever do. So if you are in high school, I don't know if anybody listens to this that, that's in high school. I bet it's more likely that parents of high schoolers listen to this, but I wish somebody could have just pounded it into my head that high school was going to end and your life was going to move on. But you might as well use the time in high school to do your best and befriend everybody and try everything like drugs and, you know, grow into yourself. I was just really resistant to growth and hearing people out and listening. And did I do a whole podcast episode about high school so that I could right my wrongs? Yes. No, I didn't. But I just think I think it's such a funny time. And I think it's such a I think we went to high school in like peak ugly years, like 2011 and 2012 were bad years because it's not long enough ago that it's like retro, but it's not close enough to us now that it's still in style. It's just the clothes were horrible. The music was horrible. The celebrities we were obsessed with were horrible. So I think it's funny to talk about how cringe we all were. And yeah, like I said, I will give anybody another chance. We all deserve a second chance out of high school. Am I going to go to my 10-year reunion to give everybody those second chances? No, because, you know, it's common knowledge that you only go to a high school reunion if you're super skinny or super rich. I'm not either of those yet. I mean, being rich is really the only one on my on my agenda. So maybe 20, maybe number 20, I will make it there to my high school self, my hills watching, lace camisole wearing, BP cardigan wearing, judgy straight hair self. Life is bigger than that. Life is bigger than what you think it's going to be. So 
Thank you guys for listening to me rant about my high school, about your high school, and about things that were terrible in 2011. I'm really glad we're 10 years past that. I also am really scared of what I'm going to think about what I do now in 10 years. I I would like to not think about that. But I love you all so much. Uh, I will see you guys next week. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, and post on Instagram if you can. Love you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.